Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Are you looking for more happiness in your life? The desire for happiness is a challenge for some of us because it requires change. And as we hear from Hank Wagner, abundant happiness takes one thing, being thankful for the life that we have instead of focusing on things we don't have. Here's Hank to explain the secret to happiness. I've been hearing a fairly loud, consistent message from many people about the desire for happiness. Some looking for happiness in their own lives. Some looking for more happiness in their marriages, their families, their business. Some looking for happiness in their communities, their organizations they're involved in. And some just noticing a general need for happiness in our entire world. I had one person say, if I could choose to have anything right now, I would choose happiness. Another person said, if I won the lottery, I would use some of that money to help people be happy. And yet another person, if I was the president of the United States, right now one of my main objectives would be to make people happy. Now I understand the desire to want happiness. as part of my culture. It's on my to-do list. I want to be happy. I want my, my spouse. I want my children. I want my family members. I want our workplace to be a culture of happiness. I want to be around people who are not happy all the time because nobody can be happy all the time, but for the most part, happy people. And I also believe that it's not possible to make anybody else happy. Happiness is a choice. And it's not a choice that we can make for somebody else. Every individual must choose where they stand on happiness. And I get it. If you want more happiness, you can't just go to Amazon and click on happiness have it downloaded in your cart and sent to your house. This is a really hard thing for some people because it's going to require change. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right now, if you want more happiness in your life, accept that something's going to have to change. If you're around people that you want to, you desire more happiness for them, you're going to have to help them see or be more aware of the need to change something. And I'm going to tell you one thing that I think has a, a direct relationship to happiness today. In my opinion, it may be the most important thing, the most important practice to have in action in our lives to make sure there's abundant happiness active in our lives at all times. That one thing is to be thankful. Thankful people are happy people. Now, I've, when I talk about thankfulness, and I talk about thankfulness a lot, because I think it's something that's really important. It's part of who I am. And I hear people say things like, when I have more money, more finances, then I'll be more thankful. When I have a better spouse, more better behaved kids, or a better family, then I'll be more thankful. When I have a better job, a better boss, or more time off, 
Maybe then I'll be more thankful. Or if I had a better house, a new car, more or different friends, maybe then I'll be more thankful. In my experience, it doesn't work that way. And I'm going to share a, a story to show you, to help you be more aware of, of what I'm talking about. A number of years ago, I had the opportunity to spend some time in a very poor country. And yes, it was an opportunity because it completely transformed my life. And when I was in that very poor country, Togo, Africa, I saw poverty like I've never seen before or since. I saw people who were starving to death. People who would have to watch their children die of starvation and not be able to do anything about it. And it wasn't their fault. There's no jobs. There's no companies to work for. There's no ability to earn money. There's no food. It's a very barren uh, ground. It's really hard to grow food. Because of the, the poor environment, there's not even much for wild animals because of lack of vegetation. It's just a really bad situation. And yet, this is what I saw. I saw thankful people. And those people who were thankful were the people who had smiles on their face. Those people were the ones who were happy. Now, if we come back to this country, is it the people who are wealthy that are the happiest? Is it the people who have the most things or assets that are the happiest? I don't see that to be the common denominator. Because I see the same thing at all levels. Whether you look at the poorest people in this country or the wealthiest, it's those people who choose to be thankful for what they have. Those are the people who also have abundant happiness. So it would appear that wealth or the accumulation of things is not what allows us to all of a sudden arise at this threshold where we become happy. So I think maybe instead the, another, another trait that I see is these people who are happy, these people who are thankful for what they have, focus on what they have, not on what they don't have. And if you really think about yourself and, and think about how we operate, are we focusing on what we have or on those things that we don't have? And let me take you back to Togo for a moment. As we went out in the bush, we ran into this nine-year-old boy, came running up to us and said, are you from America? Are you from America? We said, yes, we are. He said, please, please, please tell me about America. Almost as if it was a, a fairy tale a story that he had heard about that, but doesn't really know if it's true. And we proceeded to tell him about our green grass. We proceeded to tell him about our homes, our beds, complete with mattresses and blankets. We told him about our bathrooms and flush toilets, our grocery stores that were lined with abundant food of, of every kind. 
And finally, I poked Kevin and I said, stop. Don't tell him anymore. And as we slowly started to walk away from that boy, he fell to his knees, grabbed onto our pants legs, and said, please, 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 take me with you. I'll wash your car every day for the rest of my life. Just take me with you to America. As we left that boy, I told Kevin, I don't think we did him any favors because we just made him aware of what he doesn't have. You see, those people locked in that prison of poverty in Togo, Africa, have no idea what it's like outside of their little bubble. They don't, access, they don't have access to 24-7 news. They don't have TV. The only two radio stations in the country are owned by the government, and the government makes sure that those people don't become educated as to what it's like outside of that prison of poverty. And the government chooses to do that for some very selfish, unfortunate, sad reasons that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. So there we have a little boy who was probably thankful for what he had because he assumed that the rest of the world was in the exact same situation as all of them. Now, is that happening to us here in the United States? I believe it is. You see, I'm I'm guessing all of you uh, either currently receive or have received weekly newspapers and oftentimes the Sunday paper comes with an abundance of sale bills, especially around Christmas time. And I used to think that those stores, those businesses were doing us a favor because they were trying to help us be more aware of when things were the cheapest so that we could buy what we needed at a lower price, and help our financial situation. Yet that's not the case at all. They send out those sale bills to help us see or be more aware of what we don't have. Just like what we did for that little nine-year-old boy in Togo, Africa, those sale bills, those commercials that we see on TV that show us the newest and best and the next technology just helps us see what we don't have. It helps us take away our focus on what we do have and how thankful we should be for that. Instead, we focus on what we don't have and we think we need to have that to be happy. Some people are choosing other things like like drugs and alcohol to try to find happiness instead of just choosing to be thankful for what they currently have. Once again, I want to take you back to a third world country. There's a village that we went to visit, a village that's not very accessible. As a matter of fact, you can only uh, go to that village during one small window of time in a year because there's a, you have to cross a river. And it's only during low water level that you can cross that river. They don't have boats. They don't have bridges. They don't have any other ways to cross this river. So you have to wait until it's low water level. It's a pretty fast current. And low water level typically means waist deep. So we had the opportunity to cross this river. It was low water time. We walked into this village, and it was the same poverty, the same prison of sadness. And yet, I still saw people who were thankful. And those thankful people were the ones that had smiles on their face. But what was most memorable for me from that village was a small building in the center of the village. 
and they, they had limited buildings. The very few that they had were built from manure. They had some animals there, and they saved all of the manure, dried it, used it for walls. This particular building is what we would call a bar. And behind this building, it's probably about a, a six or seven by eight foot building. Behind the building was this giant pile of empty glass bottles that reached nearly the, the eave of this building. So we're talking about an about a eight foot tall by eight foot diameter pile, pyramid of empty glass alcohol bottles. I was totally taken back and astonished. What is, what is this doing here? How can this be here? There's no places that manufacture liquor on, in this village. There's no stores where you can buy it. There's no other containers from food of any other kind that I can see. But there's still this pile of empty glass alcohol bottles. So I had to ask questions. How can this be? How is this here? And they said, well, there's certain times of the year, the water level is low enough. People come in here with different resources, different things. And some people come in with alcohol and worse yet, even drugs. I said, how can somebody be spending what they have on drugs or alcohol while at the same time watching friends or family members die of starvation? How can that be? And they say, well, they just, they don't have money. Nobody has money, but they just choose to barter something of value for what, for something else that they think is of value. And some people, not all people, but choose to bury their sorrows, their sadness, their frustrations in alcohol and drugs to somehow have happiness, even if it's for a short period of time. Now, if we bring that back to this country, it seems like we're constantly being made aware of extremely wealthy people. Athletes who get paid millions of dollars a year to use their talents, their gifts. And yet they're still not thankful, not happy with life or their circumstances. And they choose to use drugs or alcohol to somehow find happiness. Ladies and gentlemen, Thankfulness is the answer. If we choose to be thankful for what we have, instead of focusing on what we don't have that we think will bring us happiness, we'll create a vacuum, a place to, for happiness to flow in and to survive. Now, I understand. I understand that our lives can and should be better than they currently are. If you're living in a situation of financial poverty, it can and should be better. And there's choices, there's decisions, there's things you can do to have it be better, but you can still be thankful for what you currently have. If you're living in, in a toxic relationship, it can and should be different, it should be better. Don't accept that that's just your lot in life and you have to be in this, this place of a toxic relationship for the rest of your life. It can and should be better. So here's my suggestion. We need to have a balance of seeing what is possible, yet being thankful for what we currently have. 
So if we can somehow create this, this attitude, this heart condition that is overflowing with genuine thankfulness for all that we have, while on the way to where we are going, we will invite and be an example of abundant and genuine happiness that this world so desperately needs. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. For archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.